Welcome to Stuck In My Mind Podcast, the show where we dive into the mind of a regular guy on his road to self-discovery. You'll hear everyday people just like you share the latest topics, personal stories, and things they've learned along the way. And now, please welcome your host, Wise. Welcome to another episode. I am your host, W-I-Z-E Wise, and I have a really, really special guest today. She has an amazing story. I can't wait for her to come on and share it with you. Welcome to the show, Bonnie Hewitt. Hey, Bonnie. Thank you so much. Hi. I'm excited to be here. I'm, I'm, yeah, Thank I'm, you for I'm having excited. me. I'm, I'm, you have an extraordinary story, and I just want you to, yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be great, and I'm, I'm excited. Thank you. I appreciate that. So you're an entrepreneur, but you have a very unique story. Can you, um, you want to start, I don't know, you want, you want to start at the beginning? The be- <laughs> Which beginning? Um, sure. So let's see. Um, I'm just going to, I had a, a somewhat small choice childhood, uh, some trauma thrown in there. Um, I had kids pretty young. I had my first at 21. He's 21 now. Um, and my second, I had my daughter when I was 24, turning 25, I think. And it's either 23, 24 or 24, turning 25. It was so close. <laughs> Since you math. Anyways. Um, so, uh, I was, after I had my daughter about a year after that, I was in a car accident and I wasn't able to work. And so I decided I was going to go back to school. And I chose to go into accounting because it was a quick two-year degree. And uh, accounting is mostly just math and organization. It's not super complicated. Uh, So I did that and uh, worked in the field for, I don't know, six or seven years. And in 2011, um, actually in 2005, my husband and I separated. So I became a single mom. Um, and in 2011, um, I was working, uh, for a small accounting firm, this local to here and was working from home cause it was summer and I didn't have childcare and I was managing my oldest son's care. He has uh, he's on the spec- autism spectrum. So we have people coming in and out five days a week. Um, so I was handling a lot and uh, by myself, I wasn't really taking care of my body to be honest with you. Um, drinking, you know, lots of consuming lots of caffeine, not really eating properly and stressing out a lot because um, if anybody, obviously the pandemic has had millions of people working from home. Um, You can understand, especially as a single parent, how hard it is to get all of your work done. So I was spending like 11 hours to get six hours of work done every day. Um, And one afternoon I started having chest pain and, uh, I was waiting for my son's therapist to come and I was like, I'll get checked out if I need to get checked out. But um, I thought I was having an allergic reaction to an antibiotic. So I took some Motrin, took some Benadryl. I was like, we'll see how I am in a couple of hours. Um, that was something that happened to me quite frequently. So it was <laughs> not no big deal, but I kind of knew how to deal with it. Um, 
And after she came and went, it was actually getting worse. Uh, so I called my husband. We have, had actually uh, were in the process of reconciling at that point. And uh, I was like, I need you to meet me at the ER. Something's wrong. And so I threw kids in the car. They were 9 and 11 at the time and actually didn't make it. I had to pull over and call 911 because I ended up uh, basically paralyzed. And uh, it was really weird. It was like I could hear and feel everything, but I couldn't respond or move to anyone. So they actually thought I had taken a drug overdose. Um, and anyways, long story short, I ended up in the hospital. I spent a few weeks there. I was ultimately diagnosed with Guillain-Barre syndrome, which um, attacks the immune system and the nervous system, which is what caused the stroke-like symptoms. Um, so I ended up in rehab as part of my hospital stay, learning how to walk and talk and eat and use my body again. Um, and so, yeah, I uh, did that and then came home and tried to jump right back into my life and found out fairly quickly that that was not going to be possible the way I wanted it to be. Um, I was unable to lift things. I was still pretty much unable to walk on my own. I spent a lot of time crawling around my house to get up and down the steps. Um, and the part that bothered me the most, um, I know losing your body functions probably, you know, it it's, doesn't feel good, obviously. Um, but for me, it was a cognitive. I had a lot of cognitive slash brain damage um, from this illness and then all of the medications that they had to give me. So I couldn't think straight. I, um, I would try to type and I was missing letters and adding letters where they didn't belong. And to me, I was felt rational. And then I would look kind of back at my work and it, it, things didn't weren't matching up. Um, so ultimately I was like, go for my job. And, uh, that was when I realized that I was not going to be able to reenter the corporate world, at least not for a really long time. Um, so that's how I sort of ended up on my entrepreneurial final entrepreneurial journey, I should say. <laughs> but So you launched Posh Nation Notions. I did. Actually, Posh Notions didn't come for a few more years. I actually spent the first five or six years, maybe seven years, trying to go back to my old life anyways, not necessarily get back into accounting. But in my mind, um, I went through several doctors and diagnosis processes and one was like, you're going to get better. And then they were like, you're not going to get better. And I was like, I don't want to hear that. So I spent time in denial and then kind of fighting back against them and doing everything in my power to kind of regain my, really my identity. Uh, and what I didn't realize at the time was I really wasn't meant to go back to that. Like my body shut me down because I was not heading the right direction is what I believe. It was like, a, like almost like a surge protector. Like if you don't stop what you're doing, you're not going to live much longer. So we've got to do something drastic to kind of wake you up. Um, so, so I ended up having two more children in this six year span or five year span. I had uh, another son in 2013, obviously after my husband and I reconciled um, very quickly. Uh, and um, right after I had him, I was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis. And that really started this whole floodgate of physical diagnoses for me um, from, I have 
rheumatoid arthritis and fibromyalgia and something called gastroparesis and the list goes on and on and on. And I actually don't really pay too much attention to the diagnoses anymore because it's not really changing what I'm doing um, because I'm constantly striving to be in better health every day. So 2016, I had my youngest who's now four and a half. And when I was pregnant with him, I was like, we got to do something. My husband was working, but we had our fourth child on the way and I wasn't working. And I'm like, we got to find a way to do more than just survive. Because really at that point, that's kind of what we were doing was just surviving everything. Um, I mean, between my health and my mental health and our finances, everything, we were just, I was constantly in survival mode. Um, And that's when uh, I was gifted a cutting machine, um, which to give people an idea, if you see those decals that go on people's like vehicle windows, um, those are made with a cutting machine and there's lots of different kinds, but that was where posh notions really kind of got kickstarted. Um, I was planning on trying to make decals for at least start with decals for, um, my husband was competing on a audio competition team at the time for, uh, what do you call it? For, Oh, what's it called? Vehicle audio. I'm, I'm losing my, what it's called right now. But anyways, they were always buying decals and I'm like, well, why can't I be the one to make them? You know, I can provide that as a service. Uh, and then following that was in the summer of 2016, I had my son in September. And then the fall that Christmas, a friend of mine asked me if I could make a t-shirt and I was like, I don't know, but I'll give it a shot. It's a different process. Let's see what we can do. And I made, it was so funny. It was that, I don't know if you remember that dabbing Santa Claus thing that was a fad for a little while. Yeah, that's what she wanted. And I ended up making this for her son for Christmas and really quickly fell in love with the process because the process of making apparel with the special vinyl use for that is much more forgiving than making decals or making mugs and other things. Um, So that's really where Posh Notion started was a kind of, you know, trying to fill a need and then by request. Um, and I really moved solely into branded apparel after that. Um, so it's helping small businesses and organizations, you know, brand themselves and make themselves known out when they're out and about. So, yeah, yeah, I definitely feel that because I, I, I do have a merch store. I have some t-shirts and, and cups and socks and all types of different, th- different things for, but it, it's, it's just part of the process. It's just me wanting to build my podcast up. So you have to merchandise. You have, this is some another way for you to monetize your podcast. Cause sometimes you don't get a sponsor. Sometimes you don't get the, the ads that you want. So you have to fight for other ways to facilitate that and, Merchandise is one of those. Absolutely. And I work a lot with my primary clients are uh, blue collar workers. So I've got plumbers, electricians, locksmiths. And that was a great kind of niche, I guess, for me to get into. I didn't do it on purpose. It just sort of ended up that way with the people that we knew. And I know what it's like. My husband has done, like, you know, has has been a laborer in one way, shape or form from building roofs to being um, in a machine shop and that their clothes take a beating. (laughs) So I knew what to look for, what was going to wash well. I tested tons and tons of products and it works out really well because I could give them something that was going to not only hold up, but look good 
even when they were covered in grease or covered in dirt or whatever it is that they're working with. So it worked out really well for us. What did you do to actually combat these conditions? What, what, what did you do to be able to, to, to get back to some type of normal lifestyle? I'm really glad you asked me the question. You're the first person. And I was actually thinking about that when I was getting ready today. So I really wish somebody would ask me about what it is that I've done to get back to. So how about that? See, that's how the universe works. That's amazing. I'm going to be really honest. I was, I had um, multiple, yeah, I know they can't see my air quotes, but air quotes, uh, mental air health. Quotes, air quotes, uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Mental health uh, conditions that preceded my physical getting sick. Um, and I say air quotes because I, it started out with anxiety and depression way back in childhood. I started taking my first medication in late high school uh, because it was affecting me physically with my stomach and I was missing school and whatnot. I actually didn't know that it was an antidepressant until a few years later because I trusted my mom, I trusted my doctor. They tell me this is going to help my nervous stomach. Great. Um, but I, so I spent ugh, almost 25 years on psych meds, heavy psych meds, lots of psych meds. And I emphasize that because I really feel like um, all of the other conditions they labeled me with along the way were a result of the dozen medications I was taking at one time. I fully believe that there's a time and a place for medication, but I also fully believe, especially now, that we've got to take responsibility for our own healing. And the medication is supposed to be like a tool to help you. It's not a cure. I'd say 90, and I'm not a doctor, but 90% of the medications that are out there are not a cure for something. They don't heal you. They just calm your symptoms so that you can manage daily life. And in 2017, um, I went to my, my psychiatrist. Uh, psychiatrist for I can't tell you like the millionth time complaining about the same things I was having frustration and and I was actually raging at the time like I was getting angry about things like dishes and like this is not I can't live like this this is not normal and I had like I said this long history where every time I went in and told him there was a problem he would up one medication and decrease another medication and take me off of one thing and add something else I was constantly on this medication roller coaster and I'll explain why this is important in a minute, but that to me, I, so I wasted, I say wasted like 20 some years, uh, just masking the symptoms and numbing myself versus healing anything, which is, I think a huge part, uh, I know is a huge part and why I ended up getting so physically sick, because if you're not processing stuff and you're not allowing it to come out your body's going to make it come out somehow. Like it, you can't keep that pent up forever. Even, even on the medications, you have to learn how to, to process and cope with and um, heal these different feelings that you're having. So this also happened with the physical meds for me. So I was taking, I, I declined medication for the first two years after my RA diagnosis because I was nursing my uh, third child uh, so I dealt with the pain and the fatigue and all of the other horrible symptoms, the swelling that come with that. Um, and once I started the medications for that, it was it was kind of the same thing, except that I kept having these rare allergic reactions to everything they were trying to give me. 
um, everything from off-label, you know, antidepressants to uh, something called methotrexate, which is a low-dose cancer medication. And uh, the last straw with that was in 2018, I was taking, um, I, in late 2018, I found out the arthritis had moved to my spine. And I panicked because I had two little kids. I had two-year-old, a five-year-old, and my, my two, two older children. And I'm not going to do math right now, but they were in their, their mid-teens. <laughs> and um, I was terrified that I was going to end up in a wheelchair. And I understand that that's not the worst possible thing that can happen to somebody. However, I was trying to avoid it at all costs because I wanted to be as active with my kids as I possibly could be. Um so they put me on something called Humira, and it's an injectable biologic drug. It messes with your DNA and your immune system and basically tells your immune system to shut off so that your body stops attacking itself in layman's terms. I know that sounds kind of wacky, but that's exactly what it does. Um, so I spent six or seven months on that, and I kept getting sicker and sicker and sicker and it was making me worse. And I had all kinds of crazy symptoms from that. And I, but I kept trying to stick it out because in the back of my mind, I was like, I need to slow this while I learn how to heal it. Uh, and this is the only way that I know how to do that. And what's interesting is all of these different, all of the years I've been dealing with doctors, all of the years that I've, you know, been on different medications. Doctors never talked to me about meditation. Doctors never talked to me about mindset. A doctor has never, ever talked to me about changing my diet. A doctor has never talked talk to me about any of these holistic things because they're not trained in that. They're, they are medical doctors. They are trained in medicine. And I now take full responsibility for not like knowing that, but nobody around me, I wasn't hearing it. Nobody was talking about it. I wasn't introduced to it until I told my psych doctor uh, basically to shove off because like I said, I was going in there complaining about um, having the same issues. And he said to me, well, it's probably could be this medication that you've been taking for 15 years. And I don't mention the name because I know it does help a lot of people. And I was like, that's it. I'm done. I was like, I've been telling you the same things. And rather than take me off of that one medication, you've just been, bouncing me around. Like I was literally on a dozen medications when I decided to quit that day. That's a lot of, of chemicals and harmful stuff going in your body. And it was, it was so interesting the way the universe kind of responded. And I didn't realize it at the time. This was kind of like the hindsight's 2020, right? Soon as I told my doctor, I quit, I'm done. The first time, the universe starts delivering me people and messages and YouTube videos and all of these different learning opportunities. I'm like, wow, it was my first introduction to like entrepreneur culture. And I was like, people really do this. They talk like, like I knew people had businesses, but I was so psyched because I learned about Gary Vee and Evan Carmichael and then David Meltzer, who's now my mentor. And like, there's a whole culture. Like I didn't, I didn't know that that even existed. And my now best friend was my first client. She starts talking to me about EFT tapping and about how she does all of these different holistic things. And those are the things that really helped me get to where I am now. So EFT tapping was one of the very first things that I started. If anybody's not familiar, I, people who are not familiar, it's called emotional freedom technique. You can find people on YouTube that teach it. It's all about tapping on different meridians and it helps you release those emotions that you kind of get pent up inside your body so that they're not going to basically do damage. Um, 
there's my favorite uh, EFT tapper. His name is Brad Gates, and he's got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of really good videos. Uh, another thing I did um, was when I was pregnant with my or had my fourth, I was also nursing him and we found out he had a milk allergy. So I had removed all dairy from my diet. Uh, and this is going to be different for everybody. Everybody's sensitive to, to different things, but this is what worked for me. So I removed all the dairy from my diet because I was nursing him and realized actually when I was done nursing, that it, it kind of uh, I started do- eating dairy again. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure when you wasn't drinking, uh, eating dairy and all that, your your th- your arthritis probably wasn't acting up as as much as it, you would think it would. Right. It it started to calm it down, and I was noticing. And of course, I'm attributing this to other things because I had never been told that, that dairy anti- was an yeah. inflammatory yeah, thing. An inflammatory, and yeah. I, I had no idea. Yes. So it, what happened was is when I started eating it again. I started noticing my pain the next day was increasing and my fingers would be swollen and my ankles would be, and my knees and everything else. And I was like, hmm, wait a minute, let me stop eating this again. Then I started doing some research and I was like, oh, okay. So I completely cut dairy out of my life. Now I do indulge every once in a while, but I know that there's going to be potential consequences. consequences. <laughs> and so like I plan it, like every once in a while we'll have, um, we, we get cheesecake. It's like, once or twice a year, my, my, not get it, but my mother-in-law makes these amazing little mini cheesecakes. So I'll eat a few of those. And usually because I don't eat it on a regular basis, I don't, it doesn't really affect me quite as much, but I still will notice some extra stiffness, especially in my fingers. The second thing I did, once I kind of did this diet thing, I started like getting on a roll. I'm like, I'm going to research this and research that. And when it became, um, really, really, uh, what's a good word for it when I really started to dig in was after I had been on the Humera for about five months, it was wrecking my life. And I'm like this, I can't do this anymore. I was like, I got to figure out somehow, some way to heal myself the best I can without these drugs, because they're, they apparently my body like is not tolerating them. Yeah. It was rejecting one after one. Exactly. And I think, it was around that time that I realized like, Hey, and this is going to sound, I don't, I actually don't care what it sounds like anymore, but I used to worry about sounding <laughs> conceited, but I feel like I was put here. <laughs> I was, I'm, I'm learning how to be unapologetic. Right. This is something else I'm practicing now. Yeah. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. It's your boy W I Z E. And if you're like me, you probably are interested in getting your money to work for you. However, you want to be super careful to make the right investments. The last time I bought a stock was from a friend's recommendation and I lost money. Losing money sucks. This time around, I decided to seek help. Recently, I came across some pretty awesome software, Sterling Stock Picker. I liked it right away after I realized it was easy to understand and follow. On their homepage, they told a story about a teacher wanting to retire early and from investing in Sterling Stock Picker, he earned a 150% investment return. He turned 17K into 100K. That is life-changing money. What would you do with an extra 100K? Would you quit your job, pay your credit cards, take your family on an awesome vacation? And the site even tracks and makes recommendations for crypto. I was on their website and came across Stock Rockets. I couldn't believe it was so easy for me to find companies with 100% earnings growth, industry best, and what Sterling Stock Picker calls five-star rated stocks. 
It's basically the best of the best. Literally, within three clicks, I had eight companies to choose from to invest in. I don't know about you, but I've invested in another stock picking software that was complicated and expensive. I found Sterling Stock Picker easy to navigate and I learned a ton about stocks from their short two-minute videos embedded throughout the site. Sterling Stock Pick offers a killer 14-day trial. Just head over to sterlingstockpicker.com backslash win and grab your free trial. And you know how your boy Wise does it. Peace out. Is Maybe I was put here to figure out how to, maybe I was given this mountain to climb because I can climb it and I can get to the top and figure out and then use my voice to help other people. There is Facebook group after Facebook, Facebook group of people who are being tormented by their bodies because they a don't believe I've tried helping and I'm, I'm still working that out. But that there's a disbelief that if the meds aren't working, that something else can work. And unfortunately, a lot of these people are still stuck. But I, I really, really, really believe that I was I am one of those people who's just constantly pushing forward, constantly pushing forward. And I know that if I keep working on this, that I'm going to figure something out. I'm going to come to uh, and I'm not saying cure it, or, but heal my body enough that it's going to be not interfering with my life the way that it has in, in previous years. The next thing I did was I removed sugar from my diet. I found out sugar was an inflammatory. I used to eat a crap ton of candy. I'm not even going to sugarcoat that. Uh, um, but I did. I loved, oh, you know, sweet tarts, like sour candies were like my, yeah, I just would, my husband would bring bags of these things home and I would just eat them a lot. Um, so I removed simple sugar. I guess it's called simple sugars or processed sugars from my diet. Again, for the most part, I still like a little flavored creamer in my coffee in the morning, but I also know like we had s'mores the other night and I was like, I woke up, my eyes were crusty. I was like, I couldn't move my neck. I'm like, okay, s'mores are not worth all of that. And I'm not going to do that again. Lesson learned. <laughs> Let's move on. But that's really what happened was I started just, it was like a snowball effect, right? Once I told said to the universe, made this declaration that I'm not taking these meds anymore. And I still do take some over-the-counter stuff and I take a daily prednisone. But my meds from what they were, where I was taking like 15 plus, including my psych meds, now I'm taking a couple of different things, um, has made a huge difference. Like I said, that list that they gave me of, of diagnoses, like pretty much doesn't exist anymore as far as my mental health. I still have bouts of anxiety and bouts of like mild depression, but going from somebody who was eligible for electroshock therapy, and if you don't know what that is, look it up. It's a horrifying, like permanent procedure to basically erase your brain to, you know, speaking on stage and sharing my story and running a business and raising a family and like, there's got to be something in there besides just the mindset that was causing all of these problems. So um, something else, uh, I'm not going to give specifics because I like people to kind of do their research on this, but I take about, I replace all of the meds with supplements. I take probably 13 different supplements every day, which I know it sounds like a lot. Um, but there's a lot of things, unfortunately, especially for a body like mine, that's, 
been in distress for so long is deficient in a lot of different things. One of the things that helped me the most, though, was uh, a high potency fish oil. So all of those cognitive problems that I was having just as recent as like two and a half, three years ago, I was still having memory problems. Like my short term memory was squat. I had to write everything down or I wasn't going to remember. And so it that is actually something that everybody can take and is super beneficial for your brain, your heart, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so yeah, there's, that's the bulk of it. Other things are yoga, meditation. I've done a ton and ton and ton and ton of mindset work. Uh, that honestly, if I were to advise anybody on how to get started, that would probably be the first thing. So I hope that was helpful. I know that was a lot. I hope people are taking notes. And I'm happy also to answer any questions for anyone if they reach out to me about, like, I lead them in the right direction. And I'm obviously not going to make decisions for anyone, but at least give them a head start on where to go. Yeah, no, um, meditation, I'm, I'm very, really into meditation. It's one of the first things I do when I wake up is sit down and, I, and I'll meditate for 10, 15 minutes and then I'll get and I'll start my day. I'll go have my coffee, take my shower. And I, but I sit down and I'll take the first 10, 15 minutes to just reflect on how I want my day to go, how everything's like, how I'm feeling and just, and just soaking, soaking, I don't know, just soaking in the moment. And, and then, and when I, by the time I'm done meditating, I'm feeling so good that I'm ready to come. I'm ready to, to take on the day. That sounds amazing. I have tried to meditate in the morning. So what, what are your tips for meditating in the morning? Because I know I've tried it and I'll fall back asleep. <laughs> or do you like do you follow some like a like no, a guided no, meditation, just, or do you do it on your own? I just sit down. Yeah, I just sit down and I'll just practice my breathing. I'll sit here because I'm start. I'm that's something I started doing was practicing my breathing, and and it, it works for me. I just sit here and I just I breathe in, I breathe out, and just soak in the first ten fifteen minutes and. And usually, I usually have a pretty good day. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I am working on getting better at meditating. Something I really I heard recently that I really love, um, my mentor, David Meltzer, mentor and friend, um, said that he had a hard time in the beginning because a lot of people, including myself, we overcomplicate meditation. Like, we think that we've got to sit down and have this perfect zen experience and, like, all of these. Yeah, like, you're going to just sit there and be home. <laughs> Um, no, just, just sit down and just, just, like I said, just soak in the moment and just like, for me, it's just me practicing my breathing and just, just trying to relax as much as I can. See, that's what he said was meditation is really just a practice of being quiet. And I'm like, well, that's easy, like easy enough to like follow and kind of, you know, learn how to do, um, because I, like I said, I was overcome on a guided meditation and I should have this, you know, it's just beautiful, you know, white light experience every single time. And I'm like, this isn't happening. What am I doing wrong? <laughs> I hear all these beautiful stories from these gurus talking about, you know, no, their just, visions and everything. And I'm like, you're like, I'm I want to see a vision. To not I, you're like, I want to see a vision. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. No, but it's yeah. So he's a practice of being quiet, and I was like, "That's so perfect. That makes so much sense." So, I, I just sit here and just, just, just sit here and just, like I said, practice my breathing, 
And by the time I'm done, it's my coffee's ready to, it's done brewing and it's time for me to get on with my day. But I don't do it every day. I, I, I try to do it every day. I try to do it every day, but there's just certain days you just, I might wake up a little bit late and have to rush, but for the most part, I try to do it every day. It's, you have to be consistent with it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I know for me, I've got my four-year-old quite frequently is the one to wake me up before my alarm goes off or anybody else is up. So quite frequently, I'm jumping straight out of bed and then I have to, I go back to whatever it is that I'm trying to do between meditation and I do my stretching and some yoga and um, brew my coffee just like you, make my protein shake, take all my vitamins. Like there's a, I try to. Yeah, you have a routine. Uh, you have a little routine. Have some. Yeah. Yeah, have some non-negotiables in there. Yeah, I, I want to get into yoga. I really do because I do need to stretch. That's where I I, I lack in is my flexibility and and my and so I feel yoga is something that I really need to start taking. So I, I invested in a a course because uh, I, I saw um I'm a big wrestling fan and. Growing up, Diamond Dallas Page was a was, uh, favorite wrestler of mine. And he started this yoga, which helped people improve a lot, a lot of the um, health issues. And he's helped a lot of professional wrestlers that used to depend on drugs and and depend on different prescriptions to get them through. He's shown them how to... He's shown them a holistic way to, to actually combat that. So... I I've, I've, I'm, I need to sit down and start doing it. Stop talking about it and start doing it. And I am. I'm going to start doing it. That's another thing. See, yoga is another thing you can overcomplicate super quickly. I know I did that too. Um, if you're looking for stretches, I do a very simple floor set of floor exercises. And it's not anything I learned any. Well, I mean, I must have learned it somewhere. But it's not like I'm following a specific program or anything. But I found that when I was trying to, so I was using like We Fit to do their yoga stuff and then it broke. So that was my excuse not to do it and like all this other stuff. The practice of yoga though actually incorporates mindset and meditation kind of into it, which is why it's such a healing process. If you're looking though to, to stretch for just for the flexibility and you want to uncomplicate it, I can even give you some really simple floor exercises. I just have something that I do and I've noticed that doing that consistently, even with the way my joints are, that I've had like massive improvement in the past two months, whereas I couldn't bend, you know, so far to save my life. And now I'm able to bend, you know, my chest nearly to the floor or my chest to my leg or whatever it is on these floor exercises. Because what happened is like, like you said, I was letting the fact that, you know, we fit was broken. And yeah, I know we super old, but it is what it is. It works. Um <laughs> I was like, I can't do yoga because I don't have anything to follow and da, 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 da. And it got to a point where my body was suffering and I'm like, I got to at least do some kind of stretching. And I know that some of it is technically yoga moves. Um, but again, it's all about uncomplicating it for yourself because take that, taking a you know, small step and then kind of building your way up. Um, I know myself a lot of people, myself included, get stuck with the overthinking of the process of whatever it is you're trying to do versus just taking the very first baby step. That's something that I've had to learn over and over and over again. And I think I've finally got 
got it <laughs> down to remember that uh, versus overcomplicating situations. You know, you want to start a running practice. What's the very first thing you need to do is get dressed and put your shoes on. And if you can tell yourself that that's all you need to do in the morning is get dressed and put your shoes on. Nine times out of 10, you're going to keep going and walk out the door and go ahead and take your run. But again, that's, that's, I don't run. I'm actually, uh, I just bought a bike. Uh, I don't think my knees would like me very much if I tried to run, but biking is a much more fluid kind of movement. So I'm going to actually start doing that here soon, hopefully. But I love that you're doing. I'm not a big runner. No, I don't, I don't like the treadmill. I'd rather do an elliptical than than the treadmill. It's much gentler on your joints. On the joints, yes. Yes, it is. Absolutely. Yeah, I even, I have an appointment with my doctor next month. Uh, I'm going to check out my spine again, but it was, it was so nice that my oldest son helped me build my bike. He went up like above and beyond, and I was telling him I was worried about bouncing around on it because of my spine and the compression and whatnot. You know, we live in Pittsburgh, and there's hills and potholes everywhere. Um <laughs> I was worried about kind of hitting the bumps and what would that kind of impact that was going to have on my back. So he went out and researched seats and found me like a special extra shock protection system and all this really cool stuff. So that was really nice of him. I'm excited to actually try it oh, out. So you in PA? Yeah. Where are you at? I'm in. I'm, I'm in. I'm in the Poconos. Oh wow! Hey, wait a minute. Where in the Poconos? I used to live there. I'm in Toby Hanna. Okay, so I used to live in a place called Tawanda. This was like yeah, it's not that 1997, I think. Long time ago. Yeah, I'm I'm near Scranton, East Stroudsburg. Okay. That area, uh, Allentown. Okay. Yeah. So you're a little bit closer to. So me. yeah, I'm in the north. I'm in northeast. I'm in northeast Pennsylvania. Yes. Nice, nice. Very cool. Yeah, that was a an interesting experience when we lived in the Poconos, but. That's another story for another day. <laughs> but now it's time for you to let everybody plug away. Let them find out where they can find you. Check out uh, any websites you have. Check out uh, Posh Notions. Absolutely. So a couple of things I'm working on right now. I'm working on my book called Unbreakable. Um, that's the, the title for now. Um I'm also working on a huge project that I started uh, by myself two years ago that we just, I somehow attracted a partner and picked the project back up. And it's now called Unbreakable Stories. And it's a platform for people to share their unbreakable story, their, you know, story of overcoming their hero's journey. Um, And we're collecting all these and putting them up on the site and on YouTube so that other people who are kind of just embarking on their journey, whether it's, you know, they've had a a trauma or um, they were diagnosed with a chronic illness like myself and really are kind of feeling like they don't know what to do or or where to turn. um, We're going to have that there so that people can come and watch and kind of get some ideas and the biggest part of it is just the hope, right? The hope that you can get better, the hope that you can get through these things. So it's really about, you know, empowering and inspiring and motivating others to keep going. Um, and that's it on unbreakablestories.com. Um, and if you're looking for me and, uh, the last thing I'm going to say is I just started coaching to help people with, um, resiliency and anxiety and, Um, All of these things that I've dealt with for the past 40 years and have learned to overcome, 
and uh, tips and tools and tricks and all of that. Um, but you can find me at Posh Notions across social. Um, my website's Posh Notions. Um, and yeah. Oh, the last thing I wanted to say, I don't know if I talked to you. Uh, anybody's interested in watching, I got to, like I mentioned David Meltzer, I got to be on TV back in January. Uh, his new TV show called Two Minute Drill. Uh, it was a pitch competition. And it is on Amazon Prime. And it, w- it was on Bloomberg TV, but I think that's like live. But you can find it on Amazon Prime. Uh, it's called Two Minute Drill. And it was season one, episode three. And I came home with 50000 in cash and prizes. So that was super exciting. Cool. Congratulations. Thank you. That's cool. That's real cool. Everybody has, it's like, if you really, if you really think about it, everyone has a story. Everyone has their unique story. Absolutely. Like in, in my case, I was widowed at 31. Went that was went down a very self-destructive path. Battled a lot of adversity, lost a lot of loved ones in that in that short in a short in a short um span. I my my wife, my father, my brother, my uncle. Wow. It was so much. <clears throat> and I was and I was in a very bad place but with with help with therapy with with my loved ones being there to being there to support me and I'm 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 back on on the path that I'm supposed to be in and now I'm sharing my story and 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 anybody else's story out there that that wants to be shared well we'd absolutely love to have you as part of you know unbreakable stories I think that anybody who has come through and has gotten to the other side as far as I'm concerned it's it's my responsibility to reach back and help other people get through these things the best that I can. Yeah. Um, I just again, it's just one of those things. It's a it's a teaching it's a teaching experience. It's all a learning experience. Yeah, it's all learning. Everything everything we're doing now is it's just learning. I'm I'm learning how to spread the people's messages and words by with my podcast and with doing my TV show and and just trying to be the best me possible. That's it right there. That's it is the best. Um, David calls it the consistent, persistent pursuit of your potential. And I can't believe I nailed that the first time because it's a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> but it's basically it's he said he said it to me and, and, and why I managed to win the competition because I, I never believed I belong there he kind of called me out and challenged me to get on the, the show um because he's there's billion uh businesses with multi-million dollar contracts and nfl backers and here i am with like my you know small little thing that i was doing in my mind um but it's called uh you know that you must be what you can be which is means you're just constantly like i said pursuing your potential it's just it's not it's like happiness like you're not Happiness is some, not something you pursue. Happiness is something you are, and it's just a constant thing. It doesn't. It's not like a, a destination. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. It's the process, you know. Um, and and I just love that he's helped me to bring the, those qualities out in myself. He's been an amazing mentor. Um, if anybody doesn't know who David Meltzer is, definitely go check him out on Instagram. He has got. He's one of the most giving, sharing, genuine, abundant people that I have ever met in my entire life. Um, and he has helped me accelerate my healing 
because I'm, I'm open to his suggestions. And I'm also constantly asking him questions like your experience with this, what's your experience with that? How can I do this? How can I do that? And my mindset has transformed so much in less than two years that I've known him so much so that most of my physical symptoms are, are gone. Um, and it's really lens. What do you call that? Uh, it's, it just proves how much our, the mind body connection, right. is so strong and that everything we're doing that, that's happening in our body is, ha- is happening first in our mind. Everything that's happening around us is first happening in our mind. And I know that some that goes into like kind of a woo woo, like, you know, area, but I'm, I'm living proof. I'm living proof. I came away winning this competition that I had no business being on because of my thought press, my mindset, the affirmations I was using, you know, planning my pitch accordingly, and then not worrying about, I was never, ever thinking about winning. I was just thinking about, I need to get on here and do the best I can, honestly, because I didn't want to embarrass myself or David. Um, But I never thought I had a chance at winning. It wasn't about that for me. It was about being my best, doing my best and something that I had never done before. So take that. But I appreciate you being on. This is great. I always, I always look forward to talking to people who, who have an amazing story. So I appreciate you being on once again. And um, it's time for my shout outs because it's time to go. All right. All right. So big shout out to my real wise family. Love you guys. Brandy J, Poppy J. Big shout out to the boss lady, Fina. I love you, baby. And as always, a big, big shout out to all the essential workers. God bless. Be safe. And you know how your boy wise does it. Peace out. Thanks for listening. Listen on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, and TuneIn. Find us on social media on Twitter at wise underscore B underscore blunt. Instagram at wise underscore B underscore blunt. And a Facebook fan page, www.facebook slash wise76. Check back soon for new episodes. Until next time, peace out. Peace out.